Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey babe, welcome back to the Beam Life Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. This week I have Melissa Smith. She is a holistic gut and anxiety coach using proven methodologies of neuroscience and spirituality to help women reconnect to their innate wisdom and step into their highest power. Does that seem like some Beam Life shit or what? This is an episode where I was learning right along with you and Melissa is so smart and intelligent about connecting our gut health to our mental health and how it can help our anxiety. And I am just blown away by everything that we learn in today's episode. And what I love the most about it is that she's giving us tools that we have access to right now. It is using tools of healing through medicine and spiritual connection and focusing on bringing us women back to the truth of who we are at our powerful divine being. Melissa believes that self-love, forgiveness, and freedom are the keys to finding your true joy. She is a certified holistic health coach through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, a kundalini yoga teacher, holds a bachelor's degree in health education and exercise science, and a master's degree in cardiovascular rehabilitation and has over 15 years in medical research, physician training, and education. Buckle your seatbelts, babe. There's a lot of great info in here for you. And if you are someone that suffers from anxiety or maybe you're having gut health and not realizing, you know, gut health issues, not realizing how it's triggering your anxiety, this episode is completely for you. And I'm so excited to hear your takeaways. Let's get this party started. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi, I am super excited to be here. Amazing. Amazing. So part of the reason why I asked you on here is not only because I am attracted to everything that you're putting out there in the social media world, but I selfishly wanted to learn about this topic as well, um, because it's something that I find extremely fascinating. I deal with anxiety. I have all kinds of gut things that go on all the time. And I've been to lots of different, uh, professionals. I've read many different things. Um, but I think that when you're talking to somebody about, your mental health, as well as gut health, it has to totally be somebody you can be vulnerable with and have open communication. And I feel like you are so easy to talk to. So again, thank you for being here. I'm so excited to get into this conversation before we get into all the, you know, deep questions I have about the riveting topics of constipation and diarrhea and (laughs) and all that kind of good stuff. Um, tell us a little bit about your backstory and what you do specifically. Yeah, absolutely. So I have, I've been a long time sufferer since I was a 
teenager and probably earlier than that with digestive issues and anxiety. And I would have flare ups throughout my life um, until I got to one point where I had a major issue and I really had to make a pivot. And I couldn't find all the resources that I need in one particular person. So I was having to go to multiple different outlets uh, to get the help that I needed. And in learning all of that, and also having a background in healthcare, medical research, I really am marrying the two. So I'm marrying that medical piece of it with the spirituality. And mm. that is what's helped me get through the anxiety and the digestive issues and really started to understand what was going on in my body and that connection between the two of them. Yeah. And I think that's so brilliant. So go into a little bit more so that our listeners kind of understand how would you describe what you do specifically for your clients and what you offer? Yeah. So I, I call myself a guts and anxiety health coach, but I really talk about the nervous system and the vagus nerve and how the vagus nerve is like the communicator between your gut, your heart, and your brain. And when we start to recognize how our nervous system works and our environment and the food that we eat and how that plays a role in the nervous system itself, then we can start to say, hey, well, what's happening here in this part of my body and what's happening here with this part of my body? But there's such a disconnect between food and our environment and what's actually happening on the inside emotionally that there, there's just a huge chasm there. And it's marrying that together and working with clients that way that helps empower them. And then they're like, oh, now I know why I'm getting anxiety. This is now I know why I'm behaving this way. Now I know why my thoughts are going this way. So it's just helping people and helping women understand you have the power inside you. It's, are you paying attention to everything that's going on around you and recognizing that? Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes I feel like it can be so overwhelming because our bodies are such an like intelligent, complex system, but really I think at the core from everything I've gone through personally as well. And, you know, going through the holistic route of bringing in the spirituality with the meta, you know, medical side of it, I have experienced such a huge difference, but when we learn, I think to listen to ourselves, it's pretty amazing. Like, even though our body is complex, it sort of is always telling us what it needs. And, um, specifically, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you feel similarly that I've been told like our gut is our second brain. So what I find so awesome about what you do is that you, you hit the nail on the head is like so many people will have to go through, they'll go to like a psychiatrist or a therapist or whatever to deal with mental health issues. And then they're seeing like a gastroenterologist for their, you know, IBS or whatever else, but rarely do two people make the connection that it's like together, like it should be healing process together, not as treated as a separate entities. Um, and I think that much like how I felt totally mind blown when I found that out. And I don't know even surface level of what you're going to get into with us today. Um, but it is 
so fascinating to me. Um, and I just, I'm excited to learn. So let's start with your personal journey, because I'm sure this isn't just something that, you know, you wake up one day wanting to do, there must've been something that triggered you to like pivot and make this direction of how you made this connection between the gut and the brain. And how did that experience shape what you decided to do for women? Yeah, it's, it's still unfolding because as you know, healing isn't linear. It's two steps forward, one yes. step back. And it was a few years ago when literally I ended up in the ER in the middle of the night. It was actually Labor Day weekend. Um, on Sunday night, I ended up in the ER and they're like, you're sick with mono. And I'm going, but I thought I was a healthy 30 something year old. I have a good paying job. Right. I, I feel like I'm happy. What, what's really going on? And, and literally that doctor said, whatever it is that you're doing, you need to stop doing it. Mm. And that was the pivot point where I was like, this isn't working. And then it was like, okay, I quit my job and I sat there at home and I'm like, what is wrong with me? What is going on? What is wrong with me? Why am I thinking these thoughts? Why is my body reacting this way? Who do I go to? Who do I talk to? And at the time I was fortunate to have someone in my life who's a life coach and who started to dig into what was going on, but there was still such a gap between the physical components of the yeah. body and how the body's reaction. And then the spiritual piece of it. And then the emotional, there was still a huge gap in there. So I was still reaching for other people to help me through that. And while I totally agree that there is a place for allopathic medicine, I think the system is broken. And we can't just pop a pill and expect to get these results, but we're also in a society that wants instant gratification. So yes. I would rather, you know, people would rather just pop a pill and be like, oh, that's it. I feel better. I'm great. Well, that's not a long-term situation. That's not a long-term option. If you think about it, okay, if I'm just popping a pill, am I going to have to pop this pill for like the next 30 years of my life? Like, yeah. That's, that's not what I want. So, and going through that and it took a long time. I mean, we're talking a few years before I started to recognize the complete connection and being like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. My body's reacting this way when I'm in this type of environment. So what does that, what does that say? What does that mean? I, I think the first time I started recognizing it was when I was hanging out with people who were drinking. And mm. I was drinking because I wanted to be in that social setting with those people. And, but then, you know, I didn't feel good about myself. And then I stopped drinking and still hung out with those people and still had a hangover the next morning, literally energetic hangover. Yes. And then you're like, wait a minute, what's the connection here? So there's an environment for you. There's an environmental factor there. And then you can go to what kind of job do you have? Let's look at that. Is that supporting your needs? Is that making you feel seen, heard, and loved? And then we can take it one step further into our personal and romantic relationships, looking at that environment and being like, 
is this healthy for me? Is it not? Do I need to learn how to set boundaries? What does that look like? How does that feel in my body? And recognizing, hmm, this isn't working, but where did that stem from? And what is the, the true root cause of that? And that's where that spirituality piece comes in and going, Ooh, I feel that ache and pain in this part of my body. And in that part of my body, what does that mean? And so we can look at it from the issues are in the tissues because you're carrying those negative emotions literally embedded into your body and they're embedded into the fascia that's around your organs. And for most women, myself included, they were stuck in that abdominal cavity literally stuck, literally constipated. And so when your nervous system is, it runs between high and low and you can tither back and forth between the two. So if you're on high, then you're going to have diarrhea. If you're on low, you're going to be constipated. So it's like, how, how do we get to that center point? How do I get there? And it was utilizing a whole bunch of different techniques that not just one single person that I was working with taught me how to do. So yeah. it was recognizing that. And that's what made, that's what's made a huge difference. But it's a lot of try, it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of like, is this working? Is this really going to get there? You know, it's not just the magic pill and I'm going to feel better in two weeks or three months. It, it took a long time and it's still, you're still uncovering things and digging into relationships and how I'm reacting and just recognizing that but coming back to a place of compassion and grace for yourself when yes. you're going through the process because it's not always pretty no <laughs> doing the work is definitely not pretty um especially when you uncover something that you have been just stuffing down for a really long time um, that can get really, really messy. So yeah, I, I am very much of a huge supporter of patience. Um, even though I hate being patient, <laughs> we, no one, no one likes being patient. I'm, I'm very certain of that, but it's something that, you know, you're so right. We all as a society, just when it comes to something as simple as, you know, wanting just weight loss or wanting to feel better or wanting to stop having anxiety or to be able to have energy, whatever it may be. These all seem like simple things to want. And everywhere you turn, there's a pill literally for everything. And we want that because it's like, Oh, if we just take this, everything will be great. And, um, yeah, unfortunately the real answers lay in, you know, just slow work. Um, but I think that that's really the long-term solution, you know, um, because like you said, what are you, what are you going to do? Just take this pill for the rest of your life. And then, you know, and then what we're not, it's just a bandaid really. So I, I love what you do. And I commend with you, what you do, because I know it is can be a long process with your clients and a lot of trust and making sure you're guiding them in the right way and have helping people with awareness is never easy. I know that as well from the life coaching space and helping people find their own answers, you know, um, and not telling them is it can be, it's like, I see it, but I need you to see it. Um, 
So that's great. I, I love that so much. And how like rampant would you say, or how common are gut gut health issues? Cause I seem like, it seems like they're pretty common. It is common, but it's not normal. But the, the thing is we have been almost brainwashed into believing that taking a pill is normal and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately in this country, there's a lot of advertisements for things um, that if you actually looked outside of this country, you won't see those things. You won't see advertisement for pharmaceuticals or anything like that. You'll only see it in the, in the United States, which is sad because we're just, we're literally just on a hamster wheel with, with that. It's not getting any better. It's actually getting worse. And I think with COVID coming into the picture, we've seen a, a rampant amount of anxiety and depression and suicide. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think it's only going to get worse um, as the situation kind of unfolds. So that's still up um, for grabs, if you will, to see what happens, but the anxiety and the angst that's happening just globally is at unbelievable proportions. So it's a matter of a couple of things. One, stop watching TV. (laughs) Yeah. But two, start, and then that's part of your environment. Like if you're constantly saying things over and over and over again, your body and your subconscious starts to take that in and recognize that as truth. It's just like Mm -hmm. the thoughts that you think, you know, if you say, I'm not good enough, or I can't do this repeatedly over and over again, you're just going to do it. You're just not going to think that you can do it. And that's all from environment. So how do we step out of that environment? It's like, it's finding those people who can support you in that space to take you to the next level. And, you know, it's, it's challenging out there. It really is. But when we're looking at anxiety, the first thing we have to do is one environment, look at that. And then look at the food that we're eating. Yeah. You know, what, what are you consuming? Because we know 80 to 90% of your happy hormones, your dopamine, epinephrine, um, the good gut microbiome, it's in the guts. And then it travels and communicates via the vagus nerve to the brain. So Ah. if you're constipated, you're most likely anxious, irritable, have brain fog, might have insomnia. And then what happens you start taking that out on the people around you. Yeah. And that just totally fire. Cause you're like, I don't feel good. So you're mad yes. at whomever <laughs> and not realizing that you might actually be the problem. Totally, totally. And most people, I love how you just started that by saying it's common, but not normal. And it's crazy how normalized it is to be like, oh, I'm just constipated today or oh, I've had like diarrhea for like three days or whatever. And it just seems to be like a normal thing. Like that's okay. You know, and we don't see it as a sign. That's like a red flag, our body saying, hello, (laughs) help me. Um, because I know, I mean, I've had 
situations like that. And I am probably more aware than just even the average person of self-awareness and things going on. And I've even blown past it, you know? And so I can't imagine for, for women who, where this is completely something, if they're listening to this, like mind blowing, um, just even that first step probably of awareness where it's like, okay, something isn't working regularly. Why? Right. You know, um, that's like the first question and then being able to, I love what you said, like assess your environments and start to look at every day, what you're consuming. I've been obsessed with lately the, you know, researching and reading more about our, you know, RAS system, our reticular activating system. And it's just like, so true. Every thing that our, we tell our brain is important begins to be there all the time. And our brain starts to only pick up that thing that we're keep telling it is important. So if what we're putting in isn't good information, our brain is just thinking it's good information because we keep telling it it's important because we keep doing it. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. It's so uh, it's fascinating. It's literally fascinating and amazing. And I want to know a little bit more about how you use your education with gut health to help with people's anxiety. Yeah. So it's, it's like, I kind of said before, it's marrying that. Okay. Let's start with our nutrition because that's something that people can understand. That's something that women can get. Um, what, what are some things that we can do to help alleviate the situation and really look at it from, from that perspective? So like the first couple of things I would do is cut out gluten and dairy. Yeah. And it's really important to only do one at a time because if we start to overwhelm ourselves and then this age of information, be like, oh, I'm gonna do five of these things right now, yes. we can't do it. So it's like, can you just take one thing and work on that until you've mastered that and then add in a second thing and just keep going that way. And so I think nutrition is the first place to start. And then once people start to understand, okay, now I start to kind of feel better. That makes sense to how my brain is functioning. I'm sleeping better. My sex drive is better. You know, I'm not irritable. I'm not angry. I'm not agitated. I can get through my day without hitting that afternoon slump. Oh, interesting. How is that? How is that possible? Mm. And understanding too, that those negative emotions get embedded in the body. And if we're not releasing them in some positive way, whether it's through movement, um, exercise and movement it can be dance, walking, whatever, yeah, or high intensity exercise, but we're also helping move everything in the gut too, because the gut yeah. microbiome loves motility. It wants to move. It wants to get you going, you know, so consistent exercise helps too. Then you're making more good hormones. So your brain is like, Hey, Hey, I'm happier. I feel better. And that's going to in turn change your environment and how you interact with people. But it's until we get into that understanding of the physiology and breaking it down and be like, okay, the gut is literally 
the second brain. It, it is, yeah. it truly, truly is. And it communicates with the heart, but it also communicates with the brain and the brain communicates with the heart. Like literally yes, that's a, a the whole brain system. is communicating. Yes. And then you're like, take it one step further. And like, we have electricity running in our body. We know that, but where does it come from? It comes from the heart, but how does mm. it get to the heart? It connects from the brain to the heart via the vagus nerve. So if we have some type of anxiety, we're having a stressful situation, naturally your heart rate is gonna go up. And that happens because of the vagus nerve. And it happens right, I mean, if there's a specific point on the heart that it happens at. Yeah. And so if we're constantly in a state of fight or flight, we're constantly re-traumatizing our nervous system over and over and over again. So that's when your vagal tone, like I said, is either going to be high or low, or it could vary between the two. And then you're, you get literally stuck in one side or the other. Mm. And we, we want to have a soft, smooth vagal tone and not bouncing between the two. So it's how do we recognize traumas that are happening? And trauma doesn't have to be anything like big and horrific. Like as a child, you could have Someone showed up late to pick you up from school and it just, that memory is stuck in your body or it could be much more in depth as sexual, verbal abuse. It could be much more in depth right. than that. And again, if we're not finding positive ways to let that out of the body, it's hanging in the body and it's affecting your vagus nerve. It's affecting your vagal tone. It's affecting every part of your body and every part of the system. And that's where we have a massive disconnect between allopathic medicine and spirituality. Yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> I love we, it. We like can I talk about this all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's amazing. The, the body really is an amazing masterpiece. And we still, science still does not know how it works. Still, yeah. there are things they're still discovering about how the body works, but ultimately the body always wants to go back into homeostasis always. So whatever you're doing to it, to set it off, it's trying to compensate for that. It's always trying to compensate for that. And when we start to become aware of how our body is reacting to whatever we're putting in it, on it, the environment that it's in and saying, this isn't right. This doesn't feel good to me. Then we can make adjustments yes. to it. And then your body will respond in a positive way. But unfortunately we're so conditioned to think that this is normal. I use my finger quotes here. Normal yeah. is your body is either in constipation or you're irritable or you have brain fog. We assume that that's just, that's just normal. That's just the way it is. And right. I'm going to have to live this way the rest of my life. When in fact, it's not normal and the body doesn't actually want to be there. And so that's when we have dis-ease within the body. And then we continue down the same road, doing the same things over and over again. And then we start to have disease. So that's yeah. when we get IBS, we get fibromyalgia, we get acne. I mean, that's your body's trying to go back into homeostasis. And we're just like, oh, I have acne. It's just hormones. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's hormones, but it's not the kind that you want. Like your hormones are out of whack yes. for other reasons. 
beyond just, I have my period and no, it's much, much deeper than that. We have to look really dig, dig, dig into the root of what is truly going on. Yeah. I love all that because, um, I'm truly so much about understanding the holistic and spiritual side along with, like you said, the medicine, I, a couple episodes ago, um, I had this, this girl Corinne on, and she talks specifically about hormones, periods, cycles. And I found, you know, everything she was saying so fascinating because she's like, our culture has made it normal that periods are painful and that they should hurt. And, you know, we have all this, um, PMS and cravings and IBS during it. And she's like, none of that is normal. (laughs) She's like, our our body isn't. And I'm like, what, you know, and so acne, all those things, it's, it's actually not normal. We've made it normal because most of us are doing the things that create us to be out of homeostasis. Right. So we've created this like normalcy, but truly it's not normal. So I think when, um, you know, people like you and her exist out into the world, it almost is probably the most difficult job in the world. I can imagine because you're opening this like portal to people that they've never even considered before, you know? Um, because when I was told for the first time I used to, I didn't have a period for two years. I had horrible chin. I mean, I have like literally almost no acne now. It's amazing, but I had horrendous acne, painful acne and just mood swings, all kinds of stuff. And literally it was a slow process of getting rid of gluten, getting rid of dairy and, you know, actually exercising less because I was exercising too much. And it's just fascinating. Those tweaks in the body, the difference it's made in my life. And I can tell when I get away from it, what happens. So yeah, I can't imagine when you're telling people these things for the first time, they must be like, what do you mean? It's not normal to feel this way. (laughs) I've felt this way for 20 years. Like you're telling me I don't have to feel this way anymore. That's amazing. How can I stop this? Right. Right. Yeah. But you, you recognize it and you made a change and you can, once you feel good and you start that path of feeling good. And then you realize, oops, I did something and now I don't feel good. What was it? What was it? Yeah. And then you're like, oh yes, I can't do that thing or I can't eat that thing or, or whatever it is, but you recognize that boundary and you said, nope, not going to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Instead of we get a little bit wavy and then we're like, oh, it'll be okay if I, you know, and then you realize, afterwards, no, I can't do that. But sometimes it takes multiple times before you're like, "Mm, yeah, no. Yeah. Can't do that. Totally. I know. I know. I'm so sorry to interrupt this incredible episode. I promise it'll be right back on, but I want to make sure that you are not missing out on the opportunity to sign up for my free confidence care masterclass happening on November 15th or 17th. This is one hour of coaching where I am pouring into you and helping you live your most confident, authentic life. If you feel like you're kind of in that state right now where you're just putting a face on every day and just saying everything is fine, 
and you're really inside just desiring more from your life or you feel like you have some kind of imposter syndrome and it's hard for you to make tough decisions right now or build better boundaries, this is the course for you. I'm so excited. Spots are limited, so make sure you go to the link in the show notes and grab your spot. I can't wait to see you there. Back to the episode. What are probably, and I know every single person, just like all of us are unique circumstances and situations, but what would you say are like three to five things? I know you mentioned obviously gluten and dairy, which I know are culprits for many of us. Um, but three to five things women could do that are probably the most common things among women that they could just start to heal their gut. Yeah. Well, definitely the gluten and the dairy would be the first things that I would go with. Um, some women can tolerate raw milk, but if you really, I think it's one thing to do way down the road. So there's a lot of argument out there about that. And the second thing is movement. Just get out and start moving because your gut microbiome likes that consistent exercise, 20, 30 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to just go crazy and do a high intensity workout. Um, but you have to do whatever works for you. And that might be a trial and error, you know? So it's, it's always about giving yourself compassion and taking it slow and just figure out what works for you. Don't, don't do what cousin Sally is doing because that's what makes her happy. What makes you happy. So, and then hydration, we totally forget about how important drinking water is. Yes. We can't substitute coffee or soda or wine for water, water, what I, I mean, know. your body is made up of water. I mean, your brain takes so much water to function and drink more than what you think you should. Yeah. Drink more than what you think you should. I always tell clients I've worked with to it, like take their body weight, divide it in half, and then add like another 15 ounces on top of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And people are like, wait, you want me to drink a gallon of water? I'm like, yes. Yes. I mean, I'm saying over the course of a week, you can get yourself up to a gallon of water a day. Yeah. You may be cursing me for a little while because you got to go to the bathroom a lot, but totally your body will be thanking you for it. Yes. And you know, everything in the body needs water in order to function. So it just makes sense to do it that way. Yeah. I cannot function without water. I'm so great that you know, my mom has drank water since I was like little. And that's one thing my daughter loves to, we just, we just drink water. There's no juice. There's no soda. It's like drink right. the water. <laughs> yeah. Cut out the sugar. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I would do is get outside, get out in nature. That is God's gift to everyone. It's free. It's available to you anytime. Yes. And get some sunshine. Yeah. Cause that it. will bring you back to yourself and just don't take your phone with you. No earbuds, no music, no nothing. Just go walk out there. If you have pets, children, whatever, just get outside and find the joy in it. Yeah. Then we start to recognize, Hey, yeah, this feels good. What else is going to feel good? And every one of those steps is going to do the same thing. I feel better. This feels good and keep going down that road. Totally. Yeah. I think 
it's so funny because we always want to like, people are like, I would pay any amount of money to feel good. And then you're like, okay, great. Well drink some water, probably get some sleep, go walk outside and feel the sun on your face, put your phone down. Yeah. Yeah. There, there you go. <laughs> it's like, I mean, those free. are it's pretty basically free. Steps. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. more to it, but that's a great start, but people don't want the easy answer. I find it so annoying and frustrating, but also I sometimes, you know, as I'm human too, and I want something that's going to be like, well, no, it can't be that simple. There's no way. <laughs> right. And you have your breath too. Yeah. We take it for granted because it's automatic and we don't recognize how much power is in that and how much healing power is in that. Yes. So just sitting and pausing, whether you're in rush hour traffic and you're irritated, you got cut off, whatever. Oh, if I just stop my brain from thinking, and I just think about breathing, that's going to calm me down. Yeah. So one of the first things that I learned when I was initially going, what's going on with my body? What's happening? Cause I was in a place where I traveled a lot and literally I would end up with constipation and cramping and then in the airport on the plane. And I, I tell a quick little story here, literally on the plane in first class and I'm on the toilet because I thought I was going to die. Literally. Yeah. And they come over the speaker. Oh, we're getting ready to land. Everybody needs to buckle up. And I'm in the bathroom going, um, no, not happening. I can't yeah. I will get to buckle up right here. <laughs> so, and the only thing that calmed me down was saying, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this and breathing, breathing, breathing. And obviously I ran back to my seat and we yeah. had the plane. And then I almost plowed over a a little 80 year old woman who gets the bathroom when we landed, but yeah. point being that is available to you. And if you recognize it and learn how to use it for you, you can, you can learn to control your body. You can totally learn to control your body and it can do so much healing for you. Yeah. Breath work is literally everything. I love it. And I, you know, I have my my watch. And I used to get annoyed because it tells me to breathe every hour. It'll do like a minute of breathing. And at first I was like, Ooh, I'm turning you off. Stop buzzing at me. And then I realized like, well, what if you just did it? What if you just one minute out of every hour, you just breathed. And I was just blown away at how my stress level went from high to low in literally almost instantly cause you feel in control again, you know, yeah. you're, you've, you're out here, maybe like buzzing all around anxiety, everything. And then all of a sudden you take this, these breaths and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm the master of this ship right now. Like, remember who you are, what you're, you know, capable of, and it's okay. Like you've got this. Yeah. So yeah, knowing that we're in control is powerful and it's through breath for me, for me, that's worked tremendously. I love that reminder. So, so yeah, for, for all the listeners, you just heard very simple, basic things, cutting out gluten and dairy, getting outside, moving your body, 
drinking water and breathing. So we can all do those things. And, you know, like Melissa has said, don't tomorrow, don't be like, I'm going to do all five at one time, (laughs) pick the one probably that I, I like to start with the easiest things and master that, and then work on the harder ones and feel like I've gotten some things under control, but other people want to work the other ways. They're like, I'll do the hardest thing first. Cause I know the rest will be easy, but whatever the methodology is, it's just, you know, getting it down eventually the best we can, because we are all humans. Um, the other thing that, you know, you do besides helping people with their gut health and anxiety is helping women rediscover their power, which is something I'm very into and that I love. And I also do, and we do it in different ways. And you're clearly very passionate about that. Um, and I know that much of what you talk about, and we've already talked about it a little bit is, you know, you've talked about compassion, which is another word for self-love. Um, but what does self-love mean to you and how do you help women create more self-love for themselves? Yes. Beautiful question. The whole process is about learning how to come back to you, coming home to you. And when some of the work that I do is we're diving deep into those traumas and we're opening those old wounds up and it gets oozy and it gets messy and holding that space and compassion for yourself is, is such a huge part of the process and not judging yourself for where you're at. You know, we, we make those small strides now are going to lead to exponential growth later on down the road. So no matter where you're at in the process is to acknowledge that and celebrate yourself in that place. Yeah. And you know, every woman that I know who wants to make a difference has that ability. Every woman has that ability. You can do it. You, you're going to have to work at it, but you can do it Yeah, and be yeah. willing to try and be willing to fail. Totally. And we and all are like, so good okay. at loving others. Yeah. And, and say, okay, I, I didn't eat as good as I could today, but I had the opportunity to change at the next meal or change at the next day and not beat yourself up over it. Cause yeah. we're, we're really good at that. We're really good at that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Professionals. And you know, I, I, one exercise that still gets me when I, I have my moments like everyone is, can you stand in front of the mirror naked or not? And say, I love myself. I love the person looking back at me. And some days I can, and some days it's hard, you know, yeah. but that's how you grow is to do those uncomfortable things. Yeah. And loving yourself through that process. Yeah. I've made a commitment lately. Every morning I started, um, Mel Robbins just came out with the new book, the high five habit. And I've always loved Mel Robbins, but part of her high five habit is looking at yourself in the mirror every morning after you brush your teeth Yes, and yeah. And, and giving yourself a high five. And I've started doing that over the last, it's very new, maybe a week and a half. But part of what I say when I do that is 
I love you, Caitlin. And the first three or four days, I, I, I like kind of went like this, like I couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. It felt weird. I felt strange. And I was like, why am I teary eyed? Why am I looking away from myself? And then I realized it's like something in me was created. There was a disconnect. You know, I was either not believing myself. I was disappointed in myself or I had just hid from myself for so long, you know, that I'm like, it's time to face it. And we got this, like, there's nobody I trust more than myself, you know? And so it's a very powerful exercise. And until you do it, you, you just, you might think, oh yeah, sure. I love myself. I care about myself, but then you go to do it. And you, I, I was in a place of like, I'm totally empowered. I got this until I started doing that. And I realized, oh, wait a second. There's something here that I need to work on, you know? So right. I love that. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So lastly, before we kind of like wrap up, because I want to know there's so much, I mean, we could continue talking forever. Um, one of the things I love that you incorporate into your practice is chakra healing and also working with chakras. A lot of people might not even know what that means. We have seven chakras, right? Yes. Well, it depends on what system you're using. Um, so the traditional Hindu system that I use is Kundalini yoga. And for that, we have seven chakras. And the idea is it's seven chakras within that astral body, which lines up against the spine. And so we have, um, they start at the bottom and you work your way up towards the top. So you have your root chakra, sacral, solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and the crown. And the idea is to get the energy to move from the root up to the crown, because at the crown is the state of enlightenment. Mm. What happens though, is if we have a blocked chakra somewhere, that means the energy or the wheel isn't moving up any further, or it could be moving a tiny bit And then you could have one completely stuck and then it's moving a little bit further up. Most people, and I'm going to put everybody in this category, tends to live in the lower chakras and the way the lower, the chakras are set up. Well, the lower chakras are all in the abdominal cavity. Mm. And isn't that where your gut is? Isn't that where your reproductive organs are? Yes. And so that's lower energy. That's lower vibration energy. Interesting. How do we move that? This is when we take then those physical pieces and that emotional piece together to help unblock the chakras and get the energy to move up. And we can do that through the ways we've already talked about, but breath work really plays a huge role in this too, because we want that energy to move. Um, It's called Shakti and Shiva in Mm -hmm. Kundalini, and it's to move that energy up to the crown chakra. So how can we do that? You know, one thing that comes up to is um, I have clients who have digestive issues, or they could have PCOS or amenorrhea or things like that. And they're like, but I keep, my throat is kind of scratchy. Why is my throat scratchy? Well, there's something going on. Is there something you need to say? Is there someone you need to talk to? 
and we have that direct connection, the womb knows way more than we think it does. Yeah. We need to give it way more credit. Like your group body knows, but we go back to that, that gut and those reproductive organs, your body is always speaking to you. Like, yes. Are you listening? And then totally. once you listen, can you verbalize it and say it? What is it that you need? And then are you open to receiving it? Yeah. Because if we're stuck and we're constipated or our vagal tone is out of whack, are we going to be able to take that back in and receive that love? And Mm -hmm. that's where we come back into that place of compassion and self-love. Ah, so good. And I love that what you said too about the throat, because this must've been, I don't know, seven months ago or so I went through a period where a month and a half, my voice was just shot. It was done, just done. And until you said it just now, I realized that there was, I was at the same point. I literally can, I like know the day. Um, there was a lot on my mind of things I needed to like say and like stand my ground on and set a little bit of boundaries with, but I was very hesitant and nervous about it. But, you know, I did a lot of work on it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I've had zero issues with my throat since literally none. So, you know, it's pretty amazing when that, um, and I wouldn't have even made that connection unless you had just maybe said something like that, but it's, it's very true when, even something like that. I just thought, Oh, well it's because I like to scream a lot and I coach and, but I scream and yell a lot all the time. It's not like I just did it one time. And then it was sore for two days. It was like a month and a half. I didn't have a voice. So, um, yeah, fascinating. I love it. This is why I'm like, Oh, I'm going to be learning right along with all of our listeners. This is brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Once you start to tap into that, and understand how your breathing affects all of the systems in the body. And then there's different types of breathing is going to affect your body differently too. So Kundalini breathing is different than somatic breath work versus if you do Wim Hof method, it's all different. So it affects the body differently. So I love it. Really just sit, sit there and breathe and figure out what works for you. And try yeah. different methods. Yeah. And I'm sure most people didn't even know that there's different methods of breathing. Cause like you said, we just do it automatically. <laughs> there's only one. Oh, I thought there was only one. Yeah. Wait a minute. I thought there was only one, which is what happens all the time. That's how I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Melissa, thank you. I, I just love all this information. And like I said, I could probably talk like a four hour, th- this could be like a four hour Joe Rogan style podcast where <laughs> We're like, people like, are y'all done yet? No, we're just getting started. Um, but you know, I I'm sure we'll have lots of questions and I'm going to direct them how to find you on Instagram and to work with you in a deeper level. If that's something they feel that is, you know, being, um, that they're being called to, but, um, before we get to our lightning round, I would love to know what's next for you. What are you working on? Yeah. Well, right now I am super excited. I'm working on a three-week course. It's called Homecoming. 
for women. Uh, it's going to start in December. So a really, really good time to come back home and get back into your roots of who you are. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Please, please, please be sure when you have it, uh, available, is it available to sign up now? Not quite yet. Okay. You're the so first sure person that I know. <laughs> yeah, you heard so it here first. Very new. Yes. So be sure so we can share it with the community. That sounds so awesome. I love the name by the way, super creative. And, um, how can women find you that want to work with you? Best way to find me is on Instagram at Melissa Smith health. I love it. And I I'm obsessed with all your photos too. And all your, um, just your social presence. You have such a inviting account. So I know that beam beam babes will feel the same way when they go to find you. And, um, yeah, like I'm just, again, I'm so grateful. This was such informative information and, um, I feel lucky to have you as part of the beam life community before we wrap up though. I always like to do a beam babe lightning round, and it's a series of 11 rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to mind is totally fine. Um, but it's a way for us to get to know you better and just have some fun. Are you up for it? I'm up for, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I know, one word answers are always uh, like, wait, what? But it can be, you know, a couple words, whatever comes to mind. All right, here we go. A beam babe is. Radiant. Oh, good word. Favorite song that always makes you dance. I'm into holiday music right now. So, so good. any, anything Christmas. Are you a, uh, right after Halloween Christmas person? I am. Or are you like March Christmas person? <laughs> no, no, no. It's kind of November through like mid January. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, I start holiday music the day after Thanksgiving. I'm like, this is it. I I am ready for it. Um, what are you currently reading? Um, the power of the subconscious mind. Beam babe that inspires you. Um, oh my gosh. Well, I would say you, <laughs> you too, you too. Honestly, it's, it's so great to, to be in community, a community with you. Last thing that made you feel grateful. The sunrise this morning. Mm, I do. You have, you have probably great sunrises there and you're in Vegas, right? Yes. Most of the time. Yes. But occasionally not so much, <laughs> but yeah, we you can see them on the, cause we're in the Valley. So you got a nice, yeah, as they come up over the mountains. Oh, so good. When are you most inspired? When I am surrounded by joyful people that are just excited about life. What always makes you laugh? My dog. <laughs> I've been super into dog reels lately on Instagram and I don't even, I'm not even a huge fan of dogs. I'm such a cat person, but I'm like, dogs are funny. <laughs> uh, favorite meal or food. Um, anything homemade made with love, but I'm right now I'm into the root vegetables and turmeric, uh, golden mm. lattes. That's Ooh, very, so good. 
fall warming. If you could raid anyone's closet, who would it be? Tracy Ellis Ross. Oh my God. Best style. So good. What is your, what is your guilty pleasure? Sleeping naps. (laughs) So good. And what makes you beam? Being, being at peace. Yes. Ah, so good. So heartfelt. And the answer is none are surprising because I feel like it completely wraps up your personality of who you are just joyful, peaceful, and full of incredible information that we all need to leave, live our best versions of ourselves. So Melissa, thank you so much again. I'm very, very grateful. And, um, I got so much good information and I know our listeners will too. And I hope you have an incredible rest of your year actually, cause we're, we're almost the end of the year. It's wild. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And please let us know about homecoming. Cause I'm so going to share that. Yes. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. You are the best bean babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text, yes, a real text, to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.